Welcome to the Chatter Podcast. You're listening to FM 98.3 KCRD. In the house is... Colleen Pasnick. Brad Markham. I'm Tom Oglesby. As we begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Remember, O oh most, most gracious, gracious Virgin, Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled, fled to thy protection, protection implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, that in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Colleen, I'm going to get it right. Episode 38, and we're recording on April 11th. This is Monday of Holy Week in the year of our Lord, 2022. You got it right. Boy, I got a lot of grief over the weekend on that here. (laughs) This will air on the Easter weekend. Yeah. So your radio voice is sounding really radio-ish today. I'm getting better. Um... It had to be three or four weeks of uh, London fog of something here. Yeah, but, uh, you seem to kind of be back. Well, let's see. Maybe it <laughs> the was... The show uh, just started. It, so. it, it was... <laughs> the uh, first one minute yeah. of the show. All right, we're finished. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we peaked. We're done. We peaked here. So uh, we got some local stuff going on here. What's in the headlines, Colleen? Yeah, it's kind of sad news. I saw that down in Cedar Rapids there was a shooting in a nightclub. Yeah, this is this is sad news. It is sad. Two dead. Two dead. Ten wounded. Ten wounded. And I I can't confirm this, but someone told me this was the second such outbreak downtown, not far from where they're uh, proposing to build a casino. My goodness. When do we start talking about the social kingship of Christ? Because where Christ reigns in men's hearts, we don't kill each other. Mm, that's a great question. Well, this this harkens back to what we talked about last week, Brad. Uh, you you weren't here. Mark was, was here. Uh, pray for Mark here too. He just called. He was going to stop by today, but he's uh, not feeling well. So keep Mark in our prayers, Mark Hager. But uh, yeah, I, I I think the uh, formula is. I'm going to give the formula again. I'm going to write on the formula for the ox, Brad. But uh, you've got to get to regular confession not once a year not once a lifetime at least a month i know some of you are going once a week praise god got to get to sunday mass if you've got time to get to another mass during the week get to another mass if you can do daily mass go to daily mass if you're not praying the rosary every day you're not on the team if we can steal that from taylor yeah padre pio padre pio who said how many a day Oh, mm. 70. I don't know how long he's praying. Non-stop. But he, he said that if you want to be a saint, if you want to go to heaven, daily mass, weekly confession, and yeah. you'll get there. Yeah. Wow. And then the adoration chapels, which are uh, widely uh, ignored. Oh, I see some new faces, but there's, I mean, for crying out loud, we're 55, 60,000 people. Mm-hmm. This broadcast will hit nearly 100,000 people. Wow. If you're... Uh, retired you got no excuse that's right and i think we throw in there a prayer Hmm. that every globalist anti-god anti-human anti-life ruler in this present darkness is replaced with a catholic who is zealous to work to establish the uh, reign of the social kingship of christ 
Um, I'm going to add one to the list that we didn't put in last week, Colleen. Okay. Unplug the television. Oh. Is there any reason for anybody to have television any longer? I don't think so. We haven't had television for a long time. But but screen, give up screen too, right? That well, can be just as... Well, it's addictive, but I think uh, what I'm thinking about, Brad, is the sewage. You and I have talked about this. You've got young kids at home. I don't any longer. But uh, if I did, I'd be tempted. Yeah. No, I agree. It's something we struggle with. We have it right now. We had Disney. We still have Disney. We're working on... Uh, Speaking of, Disney. Working that out Speaking of Disney, is this the one, Colleen, here? Speaking of Disney, my goodness, what? Activists sue in Florida over the new law that bans the LGBT propaganda in kindergarten through, why do kindergarten to third grade, why does anybody going up to 12, 12th grade need to do that? Homosexual advocacy groups filed a federal lawsuit Thursday, the 31st of March, to stop Florida's new parental rights in education. They don't want parents to have rights in education in Florida, or anywhere else for that matter. That's right, and you haven't yet mentioned Disney, but they're behind this um, protesting of the bill. Disney is all in favor. Think about this. Disney, Disney, their their market is children. They are... um, jumping all over this bill, demanding, demanding that they be able to promote the um, LGBTQRST agenda. Um, And then uh, they arrested 108 people for human trafficking, and among them were four Disney employees. Yeah. And I think you had something else, too, didn't you, Brad? About that? Well, Mm -hmm. I had that the executive, they have video of her. Her name is Carrie Burke. Uh, stating we we are targeting millennials gen z with lgbt content nobody stopped us and it felt great in part i think nobody stopped us because we were targeting gen z and millennials that's the disney corporate president who's stating this right and she says on that call i'm here as a mother of two queer children actually one transgender child and one pansexual child what is that i don't know Uh, um, I, I never know. cared to learn their terminology because right? it's a pansexual. I don't know. Doesn't pan mean like everything, like pantheon, like all the gods? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. But um, she supports. This is the head of Disney. She supports featuring many, many characters on Disney shows who are LGBTQ, and she was dismayed to learn that the company only had a handful of queer lead characters in its content. Wow. Grooming our children. Grooming our children. Groomers. Yeah. And they also pay for, if you want to mutilate your body, they'll pay for it. Do we we have any righteous indignation on any of this here? Well, the the thing that's you think about is that they're not fecund, fecund. You know, they don't, homosexuality is not produce children. So what do they do? They get in between the parents and their kids and poison the kids thoughts who is the guy that said go forth and multiply what was his name i want to say it was like the first thing he said the first first commandment even before the Mm -hmm. moses commandments yeah but i mean this is just so evil and this is disney you know you think of all the wholesome stuff that disney has does 
that they have uh, done in the past how many years. I'm just wondering at what point people are going to say that's enough. Well, the good news is that I'm seeing reports online that the parks have never been emptier, and they're lo- they lost 350,000 subscriptions this past week. Oh, a week! Wait, wow! T- so, drill down on that. I haven't seen any of that, Colleen. Wow! What do you got? So it's it's uh, what do eyewitness? You know, it's not. There's nothing documented other than people saying that you, park employees saying, "I've never seen it this empty." In the park during spring break, during spring break, mm. and the the subscriptions is three hundred fifty thousand of them. You're talking about the Disney week, Channel, to the Disney Channel. Yeah. Don't they have a couple? Disney Junior, Disney Channel. I think so. Disney porn. I think so. But remember, this was years ago, at least ten years ago. They started having um, LGBTQ Day. Do you remember that? Or maybe yeah, it was a week yeah. where you know they encouraged people that were confused about that to come to the Disney World and you know be celebrated. Well, and it's such a mockery to God and his creation and his order. <clears throat> you know, sin is disorder. And you think about Sodom and Gomorrah, what do they what does the the angels do to the men that are trying to beat down the door? Mm. Blind, blind them. them. Blind mm. them. Mm. Seems to be some blindness going mm. on. Yes. Yeah, it's just really sad. I mean, Disney was one of those icons of, you know, childhood where you watch the good movies and, you know, wasn't it always on every Sunday night on the Magic? The, what happened uh, to the Mickey Mouse Club? Oh, the Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse Club. I still I see, say that. I, I hear see, the song uh, in my head. I see, <laughs> what was her name? Annette uh, Cubby, I see. Uh, but as a uh, parent, what you shouldn't have to... Sit in front of the screen and screen everything that comes into your. You, you used to be able to trust. It. What were you saying the other day, Tom? That they used, to, or maybe it was you, Colleen, that had the, the movie review, the Catholic movie review, where yeah. you didn't. Uh, they used to review the movies, and you always checked what they what the bishop said about a movie, and if it was, a one or two, you know that would be fine. You know the, the transition from the, uh, the church's movie review to whatever is conventionally known today. I mean, think about the ludicrousy right now there, PG-13. That says at 13 we can begin indoctrinating you with sewage. Mm-hmm. That's way past DeSantis's pre-K to I, K. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm shocked, though, by talking about movies. Some movies that I had watched 20, 30, 40 years ago and not thought about it. I didn't have this perspective or this lens. Um I just watched one over the weekend because, you know, we were something to do while it rained. I don't need to hear the Lord's name taken in vain 13 times during the movie. It didn't help me understand the plot anymore. And and uh, this is coming up on Easter now. You'll hear this on Easter weekend. I went back uh, to the last big holiday at Christmas and watched... Uh, started to watch, I turned it off, Christmas Vacation, mm. yep. which we had forever. watched as, you yeah, know, did, when did that come out? In the 80s? 80s, yeah. 80s. And that that became a uh, near ritual mm-hmm. with uh, Miracle on uh, 34th yep. Street yep. and everything else that you do. It's a wonderful life. Wonderful life, the, uh, the, the uh, Peanuts guys oh, yes. with Giraldi's <laughs> music. Yep. Charlie Brown Christmas. That's All right. of that here. I'm listening to uh, to Christmas Vacation, and the profanity in it. 
I finally, you know, the first time it hit me on the uh, speed bump. The third, by the third time, I said, all right, that's enough. I don't need to offend the Lord any further with, with what's going on here. Well, it is a what you notice when you look back at those, like I look back at the movies when I was coming of age, which was, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, and they're, they are setting you up for pedophilia, all, all of that. I mean, it's not as out in, in your face as it is nowadays, but you look back at it and you're, you know, the get with your friend's mom and like, you know, just, and that was the funny ha-ha comedy, but you could see how they were just planting the seeds. Planting the seeds. Today they call that grooming. Yes. Yes, they call it grooming. And that's how we got here. Mm-hmm. Slow drip. You know... I just watched yesterday The Song of Bernadette. Oh. I have never seen that movie till yesterday. Oh, you did not. Oh, and they confirmed me anyway back in the... Yeah, I've Are never you seen, kidding? I've <laughs> never seen that movie. It was so delightful. It was so wholesome. It was you like didn't call a me? breath of fresh air. I had popcorn yesterday and I could have seen it with her. Yeah. yeah. It's a long movie too. It's like two hours and yeah. 37 minutes. It's a beautiful, a beautiful movie. It really was. But you know, the sad thing is... Uh, watching that movie now in the year 2022, uh, the parish priest, you know, you just think a lot of that couldn't happen this day, you know, where he puts his arm around her and like, I'm going to protect her. And, and I can, thought, and now you start thinking. I love the line in there when he says, you waylay over my dead body to over. take this little girl away. Yep, yep. What you'd give for him to say that when they were closing down the churches? Oh, my God. Did I say that quiet part out long? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was, a, it was a beautiful movie. It was a beautiful movie. If you haven't seen it, I just watched it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there it's you nice go. you can find those good artistic ones for free out there. And and after two and a half hours of that movie, I just felt really good. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you go through the sewer of what's on the internet and the news and you shut it off and you feel horrible. After two and a half hours of being soaked in Bernadette and Our Lady Lords, you walk away feeling uplifted. Now imagine if that were multiplied yep. thousands, millions of times, if we had those kinds of movies for entertainment. The beginning of the restoration of the Catholic culture it in America. It would make a difference. Sure it does. would make a difference. But what's the famous one from the 40s, the Christmas movie, the... Um Oh, I'm drawing a blank on Come it. On. It's a Wonderful Life. I yeah. love that movie. That's a Catholic uh, director. Is and that they John say, Ford? They say we lost the... the uh, Hollywood was relatively Catholic up until about the 60s. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's when um, some of those... What were those called, Tom? You probably remember. Those production codes that oh. said you couldn't yeah, say certain words, you couldn't show certain things... Was it just the production codes? Is that what they were called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should we should pull them up and we should see if they're still there. Yet. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm having an idea right now. Did you see the light bulb going over my head? I'm having an idea. I thought it was lightning. I didn't know. So we've got the bellowing ox. Why don't we put in a rating on the movies that are out there? Yeah, but one of us would have to subject ourselves yeah. to the sewage. <laughs> okay, we can just put C next to every one right. of them. But no, there's this Father Stew movie's coming out. That's yeah. supposed to be good. I got something on that, did I? Yeah, what do you, you think? Did. Is that any good? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems that Mark Wahlberg apparently has had a, a I have no idea who he is. Oh. Wahlberg. 
He was popular in the eighties, nineties. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't yeah, here's, here it was in the uh, April tenth edition of the Register, Catholic Register. I don't know Wahlberg. Everybody keeps talking. The, I have no idea who he is. Now most people, I think, know him because his pictures all over High V Health Market. He must have the is he Wahlberger the Wahlberger burger. Yes, is that him? That's him. Yeah. He does burgers. Well, yeah, I think he does health yeah. stuff. Gibson is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Gibson was interviewed along with Wahlberger and uh, or Wahlberg, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the guy. <laughs> It's the chatter. That's what it is. But uh, Gibson was on uh, with Raymond Arroyo last week in his episode, and he talked about his sequel to The Passion. Yeah. Which I've seen previews. And you have? Yeah. So it's out on YouTube. I haven't seen not it yet. what you expect, because you think it's going to be about the resurrection. It is, but not Christ's resurrection. It's what about do you mean? The end of time and the resurrection. So it's it's an end of time movie. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so when you say you watched it on YouTube, just the preview. The trailer. The preview, a, trailer. Yes. a trailer. A trailer. Yes. Hmm. So it surprised me because I thought it was going to be, you know, the passion clothes and you see Jesus with the holes in his hand and right. he's getting up to walk out of the tomb. Hmm. And I thought it was going to be him going to the disciples and Pentecost and all right. of that. And apparently, I, that might be part of it. They might show some of that, but it'll be uh, going back and forth. Hmm. Interesting. I don't see anything about hamburgers in this review. I'm telling you, trust me. Going to Ivy Health Market and his face all down there. over the place. You talk about movies and all he can think about is hamburgers. I'm fasting. It's been a long day. Speaking of that, we're uh, bumping up against the uh, break here. You're listening to The Chatter with Brad Markham, who's affectionately known as The Elder. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. We gave him a nomicar. Now, I could say The Elder. I couldn't just call him Markham. What's, it's Markham The Elder. Well, the Elder. I'm yeah. with The Elder. <laughs> We've got Colleen we- with us here. We'll be right back on FM 98.3 KCRD right after this. We're back. This is the Chatterbox Podcast. Doesn't that just sounds wonderful, doesn't it? I like it. Yeah. Episode 38, Brad Markham's with us in the house. Colleen, this is uh, April 11th. Going to be airing uh, on Easter 2022. Amazing. Easter, you, biggest holiday in the church calendar year. Don't you just love calendar it? Year. I do. Kind of a little sad. It was two years ago this Easter that 270 Catholics were killed by those Easter bombings. Where? Um, in Sri Lanka. Yeah. By the Muslim extremists. So maybe we can remember them this Easter. And can you imagine giving your life, giving your life for the Lord? I mean, if you got to go, I'm thinking Easter Sunday. If you're at church, it's yeah. pretty good. It's going to look good on your heavenly resume. I remember there was a uh, apparition of the Blessed Virgin. Where she said, why do my little ones fear martyrdom? You go straight to heaven. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about that once, Brad. There's the criteria for martyrdom. You have to die for the faith. We should pull that up. That's another thing should go in the mm. ox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I yeah. think back to when Steve Ray was here for one of our events, and he did the, okay, now imagine that the Roman soldiers 
surround this dinner that you're sitting in and lock all the doors and the the lead centurion walks to the front of the room and says all you need to do to exit this room is just pinch a little incense to our gods and if you don't you lose your head right here that was like whoa am i ready mm-hmm. you know that was a great thought experiment mm-hmm. and you know i think if one person did it I think it would encourage others to follow suit, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But if one person did it, I think the rest would, maybe not everybody, but I think it would encourage the rest of us. I think so. I just always hope the Lord, because it's really a grace, if you're going to have the courage to do it, that he would give me the grace in that moment to do it. Mm-hmm. What's that saying? She never thought she could be a martyr, but she could do it if they killed her quickly. Right. <laughs> right. I think that. I always say do the, do the St. Paul you know, take my head. Let's let's avoid the St. Lawrence or the oh, yeah. where they, they barbecued him oh, to yeah. death or Oh that was or the Bartholomew where they flew. That was him that was or, the great line of all time. I'm done on this side, turn me over. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence. Wow. Well, that is a time that Catholics think about death, right? We just had Good Friday. Well, by the time you hear this we'll have just had Good Friday. We'll be waiting for the resurrection on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Resurrection on Sunday. Momento Mori. Remember death. Keep it before you. Yep. They say if you remember your death, you you won't sin anymore. And there there's some truth in that. I mean, when you ha- think about doing something, you go, oh, am I going to want to answer for this? Maybe not. Well, this on Alphonsus Liguori book that we were just talking about during the break, it's it's about doing God's will. And he mentions By that, the way, we got a bunch of them coming for your listeners, Brad. Great. Ooh, good. Great. But he mentioned that... Uh, why would you want to go on living when you know you can't stop sinning? <gasps> wow. I mean, when you start thinking about that, mm-hmm. wow. that you don't know that God's going to give you the, the grace of final uh, repentance. Final repentance. So That's something to think about. Speaking of death, let's talk pro-life. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> pro-life because we're all about that. What do you got coming up, Colleen? You got a bunch of stuff. Well... You know, we want to promote the Life Dinner. Dubuque County Right to Life is having their 28th annual Life Dinner on Friday, April 29th, down at the Graham River Center. It starts at 5 o'clock. And in case you don't know, those are those tickets are free. Right. Somebody, They're free. Somebody for some years now has been uh, kind enough to underwrite that. Yeah, so of course they'll do an ask that night, right? But the tickets are free. And this year, the speaker is a former abortionist. Um, Dr. Anthony Levitino. Yeah. This is this is going to be a fascinating speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, they have not often had... They had um, Abby Johnson a few years ago. Now, she wasn't an abortionist per se. She worked at a Planned Parenthood. And when she saw on the ultrasound the baby try to escape the abortionist tools, that was when she had her conversion. So what this man has seen, what he has participated in, and I don't know what ha- what brought him over to the pro-life side, but this will be, this will be one to, you won't want to miss. Well, that'll that. be the story. He'll tell you what's going on there. So, yep. Friday, April 29th, Grand River Center starts at five o'clock. Uh, seating's limited. You can get tickets at five six three five five six five nine six zero five five six five nine six zero. Call call the new guy over there. Yeah. Augustine Payne. Yeah. Or is it Augustine? No, I think it's Augustine. I think the city is Augustine, but I think the people are. Somebody Augustine. told me the other day he answers to Gus. Oh, yeah. 
That would make we sense. should probably check that with him before we announce. I'm it going. To him. With what did Gus. you say? A hundred thousand people listening to? <laughs> sorry if we're. I'm going with Gus. Call wrong. Gus Payne. Get down there for that. What else we got in pro life? Oh my goodness. Or anti life? Well, we've got the Washington D.C. Uh, who's what's become communist D.C. But abortion clinic is killing. Fully developed babies in horrific late-term abortions or infanticides and dumping their bodies as medical waste. Wasn't there eight or ten of them discovered in the last week? There were, and Catholics in D.C. found them and gave them a proper burial, gave them names, and then the feds raided their home. Yeah, but... but What? Yes. They had these... Yes. So the story is, this was um, October of 2020, and they were praying outside an abortion clinic. I think it was a Planned Parenthood. And um, the guy was there to remove the waste, right? Mm-hmm. The babies. The babies. And they said to him, do you know what's in that bo- those boxes? And he said, no. And they told him, babies. And he was visibly shaken, they said. So they said, can we have one of those boxes? Mm. So he gave them one of the boxes. And inside were 115 a hundred and fifteen aborted babies. Some of them were first trimester, others were older. So uh, they buried, they gave a funeral and they buried mm-hmm. in an undisclosed undisclo- location 110 of them. But they kept the five older ones. Um, and then they called the authorities to say, this is totally illegal in D.C. Here's the proof. You need to do something. And? And the FBI came and arrested the pro-lifers. Yep. And charged them with? Oh, I don't know. Trespassing or some yeah, long, you know, some... But it was the middle of the night raid. Scare the daylights out of all of them. You know, beat down the door with guns and... Yeah. That's just... We need to talk... Specifically, we need to put people back on their heels on this here. Abortion is the satanic sacrifice. It is a satanic sacrament. And think about... It is a sacrament, Brad. This needs to be understood. That is the... Abortion is the satanic sacrament of the Church of Satan. Right, and if if we would say that more clearly, it's not a woman's right to choose. No. It's satanic. Well, and think about the horrors of no baptism for those babies. If you're thinking about it from the perspective of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Colleen, i got to break down the narrative that says, well, we're making a dent in the abortions. The numbers are going down here. Okay. Look at this headline here. Chemical abortions are now the majority of U.S. abortions. So tell us um, what they... Chemical abortions. I don't, I don't know that everybody so that's, knows what that is. Well, you'd know more about this than I. The morning after pill and what else are you, 486 or whatever mm-hmm. it is here. This is uh, a month old in March out of Washington, D.C. The pro-abortion Gutmacher Institute on the 24th of February released data revealing chemical abortions accounted for a majority a majority of all abortions for the first time in America, in the United States, in the year 2020. Well, it's, it's a lengthy article here, but it, it suggests that it's tough to count a chemical abortion that happened at home. It's very The tough. morning after pill or whatever it is. 
That's right. As opposed to a surgical abortion right. where they go to a clinic and... And you're counting dead children mm-hmm. through traditional means and say, oh, well, we're really making a dent in this. Mm-hmm. It's misleading. It's not true. It is misleading. Chemical abortions now the majority of U.S. abortions. So you're right. That's the morning after pill, the RU486. But that, I wonder, and I didn't read the article, I don't think most people know that the birth control pill is an abortifacient. What do you mean by that? That means it causes early abortions. How so? The birth control pill works in three different ways. There's three different mechanisms by which the birth control pill works, and a woman does not know any given month how it's working in her body. One way that it works is to, um, it reduces the lining of the uterus. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the abortifacient way. It reduces the lining of the uterus, so if a life is conceived in the fallopian tubes and tries to implant, it can't implant. And life has begun in the fallopian tube. It can't implant, so when she has her period, the baby goes with it. So that's one way. Another way it works is to suppress ovulation. But it doesn't work that well because they they need a high dose of the hormones to suppress ovulation, and then the women don't feel good. So they lower the dose so that women don't feel as bad, um, but then they have more breakthrough ovulation. And then the third way that it works is it changes the consistency of the woman's mucus, and so it prevents the sperm from um, traveling up to um, to bring you know impregnate the egg. So a lot of people don't know. They might be causing early abortions in their own body by taking the birth control pill. And what is that the, number going to be? That's 10 really, million women on the birth control pill. You know, JP2 called the pill uh, fruits of the same tree as abortion. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is it is the principle that leads to the conclusion because, like you said, it fails. And so when it fails and a lot more people are fornicating, and this is exactly what Paul the Sixth put out there, he said... The gate will be open, and people will be, you know, practicing these relations, and they'll be getting pregnant. And then, what's the pre- the premise? Is this thing is a problem? It's not a blessing. Mm-hmm. The conclusion is get rid of it. Yep, right. So the the contraceptive mentality is um, is the cause of abortion, and in fact, the Supreme Court even acknowledged that in Planned Parenthood versus Casey. They said we need to have abortion because we have contraception and when contraception fails we need to have a backup so even the supreme court it doesn't even have to be paul the sixth even the supreme court recognizes we have abortion because we have contraception and it's interesting thomas aquinas when he talks about fornication and adultery even he says that it's a bad thing because of the threat to the offspring because it's a threat to the offspring. They don't have, because it's natural for human beings to know their fathers. Hmm. And it's it's dangerous for them to not have a father. Hmm. Yeah, so, you know, it's, the contraceptive mentality says sex without babies. So like you said, Brad, if you get pregnant, well, we better have an abortion because, yeah. But anyway. Then, I mean, then, Tom and I are in a Bible study right now. We're going through Genesis. And in Genesis, if you're talking about sex, you're talking about babies. And that was what it was all about. And, and it's, I mean, it's obvious. Why are, Why do we desire the opposite sex? To preserve the species. It's the third precept of the natural law. 
Yeah, actually, the first commandment. Were we on break when we talked about this, or we were? were I think we, we on did. Air? Not, we were on the air, but we okay. can state it again because no, it is His first command. It's God's first commandment: is be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. First commandment before Moses went up on the mountain, brought some tablets down. But he tells it to all the patriarchs: fill the earth and subdue it. It comes mm-hmm. up over and over again. And then there's Onan who does not do what he's supposed to, and God mm-hmm. strikes him down. It so. The Bible makes it pretty obvious what, what that children are a blessing. Yeah, so if anyone listening to this right now has been taking the birth control pill or done any of these things and did not know what was happening, um, God can forgive everything. So just get to confession, talk to a priest about it, confess it, and make a firm purpose of amendment that you're going to throw those pills down in the trash. Move, move on, move on. While we're talking pro-life, I'm just going to rifle through some headlines here just north of us record new high in minnesota planned parenthood again increases tax-funded abortions planned parenthood performed 23 percent more tax-funded abortions in minnesota in 2022 read it and weep legal baby killing uh the evil expands brad i think this is a follow-up attorney for the pacific justice institute matthew McReynolds, called it a degree of evil that the majority of americans are uh, against he's talking about the new laws and proposed laws in california that open the right to abortion in the state and expands the time when babies can be killed literally Fake Catholic Gavin Newsom signed Bill SB 245 into law. It's called the Abortion Accessibility Act. Prohibits health. Get a load of this. Prohibits. The law prohibits health plans and insurers from imposing co-pays and deductibles and other any other cost sharing that requires payments for abortion and and services. I I can't read anymore. Idaho governor uh, signs the six-week abortion bill. I guess we're going in the right direction there. On March 23rd, Governor Brad Little signed a law that bans abortion around six weeks of pregnancy. I, I, I guess that's a minor victory. Yeah, the governor of Arizona did the same thing. If you're, he signed if, it at yeah. 15 weeks. It's moving in the right direction. March 24th, top Biden science advisor defended using aborted baby parts in research. Dr. Francis Collins, a top Biden science advisor, it's trust the science, mm-hmm. A new report claimed that he defended the use of aborted baby parts for research while serving at the National Institute of Health. Collins identifies as a Christian, as a member of the Pontifical Academy of Sciences. What? Made his remark during a private event at the University of Chicago last October, and the Daily Wire picked it up. You can see more. This was reported March 24th. That Dr. Collins is on the pontifical. The eclipse of the Catholic Church. Yabba dabba do. We talked about chemical. And then, (laughs) uh, I I just don't get it. Christopher Mannion does a great job on this. His headline is child porn, question mark, Biden nominee. This is the 
the uh, justice that uh, just got elected, nominated, approved. Confirmed. Thank you. I'll appoint the first black women to the court. It's required they have representation. Uh, Anyway, Justice Byer is going to retire, and uh, Brown Jackson's coming in, and she thinks child porn's okay. And she can't define a woman. And she can't, because she's not a biologist. Yeah. My goodness. To me, the chastisement is upon us. We're getting the leaders we... We've, I, I've often had this horror thinking about the judgment seat and God telling me, so you voted for people to stop killing the babies down the street from you. You voted and you thought that was enough. Mm-hmm. We're bumping up on the break. Uh, Christopher Mannion, who I just quoted in his last article, I've got another of his articles. He's saying we need a pro-family Marshall Plan, and we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break on the chatter here on FM 98.3 KCRD. We're back in the studio, Colleen Pasnick and Tom Oglesby for episode 38 here, uh, segment three. We lost Brad. He disappeared. Well, he's, uh, he got a call. He's a busy guy. Yeah, he is. When you have that many children. He's a busy guy. You got a he's lot a good to do dad. Doing that, so. We were talking about Christopher Mannion, who wrote yes. the article about, um, uh, here she is right here, Kajandi, Kajan, Kajanzi. I don't know. Let's go with Brown Jackson. There we go. It'll it'll roll off my tongue anyway. Here she's she says child porn's not a big deal. Gives the child pornographer folks the lightest sentences possible. Yeah. Or or not possible. Oh, below man. below a statutory recommendation. Anyway, Christopher Mannion writes uh, another article here. America needs a pro-family Marshall Plan, and you accurately, uh, Vince Mize would be proud of you. You uh, said that had something to do with the war. I saw Vince's face flash before my eyes when I heard the Marshall Plan. I know a lot of listeners had Vince Mice for American History at Wallert. So I'm going to go out on the limb. Marshall was Secretary of State, maybe, in the uh, middle of the uh, decade of the 1940s, and the Marshall Plan was that to rebuild and re- retool and, and to, uh, I think it was tied, too, with the, uh, uh, the lockdown of uh, Berlin, East Berlin, West oh. Berlin, uh, if I recall that. Right. But it probably went on. But anyway, uh, during the general audience on the 5th of January, Pope Francis address the role of St. Joseph and the Holy Family to address the beauty of adoption and its roles. Anyway, he says, uh, I think in particular all those who are opening to, opening to welcoming life, especially in the way of adoption, a great, great deal here. So. so he's talking about Catholics doing their own Marshall Plan? It, it's a great uh, story, uh, and and longer than we need to read right here. But uh, you know, the the idea here is 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 when are Catholics, the laity and the clergy, going to uh, pick it up and run with it here? How long are we going to accept the culture of uh, of death? Uh, 
Jonathan Van Martin headline has the World Health Organization threatens millions of children in the womb. We knew that. And that, that it just goes on and on. I don't mean to be depressing, but we are talking about pro-life issues going into the April 29th dinner downtown here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Nancy Pelosi headline here, April 7th. Nancy Pelosi describes herself as a devout Catholic. Mm-hmm. I guess we could pull a Clinton and say it depends on what your definition of devout is. Well, I mean, what do you got to do to not be devout? How do you get into that club? Not sure. And this headline just gets me while we're talking about pro-life and pro all of this here. This is uh, from January, and I resurrected it. The United States cemeteries seminaries grapple with the issue of transgender applications. So now where's that going to go? You know, I remember that story from a couple months ago, and I thought, is it that big of a problem that we're we're coming up with? What are we going to do about this? It sounds like there's more than one woman who has pretended to be a man who has been accepted at seminary. Well, I want to know that same scenario, a woman who pretended to be a man who got into seminary, who got out of seminary. I mean, it must be a big enough problem that they're talking about it. Well, it's a half-page-above-the-fold article by Anne Schnabel in uh, January 30th of the National Catholic Register here on on page 3. So, I mean, it it got some big headlines. And, of course, Bishop Listecki was all over this here, saying we need to be uh, vigilant on that. The Archbishop of Milwaukee. And uh, I think what they're calling for, actually, is blood work. Because they've said, you know, surgeries are pretty good. You can you can be fooled even in a physical exam with a doctor. We need a blood draw. I think the challenge here is, is do we have a reasonable certainty that the uh, sacrament of holy orders would be invalid based on matter and form? Absolutely. So we don't have the, we could have the words the right form, but we wouldn't have the right matter. We don't have a man. Correct. But just like those priests who were ordained but found to have invalid baptisms because somebody in their their childhood, their infancy, said, we baptize you in mm-hmm. the name of the Father. Mm-hmm. 20 years of baptisms that suddenly are maybe not valid. Well, they had to go back and contact all those folks. So this priest, or, or priest, plural, objectively could not be ordained validly because they're baptisms in infancy right and that was how it was discovered he was gonna he was in seminary he was going to be ordained when he happened to watch a videotape that his parents took 25 years ago right so here's the parallel Mm -hmm. if somebody snuck through and i'm not saying any i have no proof that did that but i'm going to ask the question because you got to ask the question if Archbishop Listecki of Milwaukee has a reasonable concern that we need to be vigilant on those who are entering seminary. Who's being vigilant who already got in and perhaps got out? I'm not saying anybody did. When you when you say got out, you mean got out because they were ordained, yes. not because they left seminary. No, because they were they went through seminary 
and they were validly, excuse me, invalidly ordained? It's a good question. I mean, it's one thing to keep an eye out on the horizon. It's another thing to start looking inside the barn. There you go, so to speak. Rural logic right here. On. <laughs> what else you got? You got any good stuff? You know, I've got a... I, I think this is a, a good story, and I want to ask... I'm sure some of our listeners know how we can get this done in Iowa. But the governor of Kentucky signed a law stating that churches are essential. So if there's another state of emergency slash lockdown... The churches in Kentucky will stay open. How do we get that to happen in Iowa? Well, I think we can... Uh, I don't know that it'd be that hard. We can probably uh, start dripping on some people here in the county and down, down at the state house. So Shannon Lundgren is from this area, and I think she would be open to this bill. But I, I, don't, know, I don't know the process. How do you get, how do you get something passed? Wouldn't that be awesome if KCRD got this bill passed in Iowa? Maybe we should get a. Uh, we should talk to a couple of the guys on the board that have some background politically. They're connected, mm-hmm. or maybe one of the listeners. Yeah, so that's a little. That's a little hopeful. I would love love to see Iowa sign that same. Not kind to pop of law. your balloon, but isn't it a sad commentary that we need to have legislation that suggests that our churches are essential? Yes, it is, and that's where we are. I mean, because I don't think the Liquor Store Association did a uh, petition to any of the state houses in these 50 states. Right. Speaking of abortion, the abortionists stayed open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's where we are. I think, think, yeah, it's sad that we have to have a a law passed. Pin that up. Don't bury that. We need to uh, to get somebody talking on that. We need to get this moving. What else you got? I got a bunch of stuff, and... This has turned out to be a pro-life uh, conversation. It really today. has, but that's all right. It's you know, it's it's the end of Lent. It's resurrection time. We're all about life. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but now that you've said that here, what else do I have? Uh, you have a lot there. How many newspapers do you read every well, day? Well, we we get subscriptions. People people are sending us subscriptions to uh, newspapers. It's great. And to uh, magazines and they expect me to read them and <laughs> I do the best that I can and uh, sometimes I have to I give you a few mm-hmm. and uh, Greg and others take some and I'm and then I rely on the cliff notes uh, what you know what's in here because I just don't have time not to mention all of the books that we're getting oh sent to us goodness. with tan books exactly uh, there's some good titles I was looking at earlier well, maybe we should talk about that here. So how many did you pick up? Okay, well, you told me I could order $100 worth and you, of books, and, you and did, I did. You I did that, so that, that means that were, they were 5 bucks mm-hmm. on their special. Tan mm-hmm. Books has this occasional, they'll, they'll just blow titles out for mm-hmm. $5. Mm-hmm. And you got, so that would have been at least 20 So I got 20 bucks because I got a couple of each title. And you and then you hopped on and you ordered another. I think I blew past a hundred bucks. Yeah. Fun. So. But maybe that was in February. I think they did it again in March, and I think they're doing it again in April. So that means we got. Uh, I'm just looking down at the shelf there. Twenty. You did twenty. Twenty. Twenty-five. 
not to mention the uh, ones for uh, tradition in action that came in here. Um, well, it'd be safe to say we've got a few hundred titles uh, in here, and uh, we uh, and then the Fulton Sheen books came mm. in. Oh, I need to. Look Did you that get box. one of those? No, not yet. So anyway, we've got several hundred uh, titles here, and uh, the listeners are starting to find out because we're getting notes in our box, P.O. Box 3306. The phone voicemails are going. We're getting some email feedback. And by the way, folks, we are happy to give you these books. Um, We were blessed with uh, an angel, a donor, who gave us some money. This is our evangelization effort, part of our evangelization effort. So we've sent these out uh, free of charge. And um, I think everybody's sending a couple of bucks back in the mail here. So I mean, if you don't have a couple of bucks, we understand. But it's a nice variety. We've got some on Mary, we've got some on the church, we've got some by the saints. It's, It's a real nice variety. Speaking of the saints, that's uh, some books yet to arrive. Um, you've been talking about the lives of the saints for uh, several weeks. That's one of your passions. You know, just like watching that movie. It just makes you feel better. And it, it converted St. Ignatius of Loyola. So? You know, he was a soldier. Mm-hmm. He didn't care at all about God. He was a soldier. And uh, he got hit by a cannonball, broke his leg. So he had to recover. And uh, the place where he recovered, they didn't have anything to read except the lives of the saints. So he's like, fine, give me the lives of the saints. It converted him. Our good friend, uh, Father Richard Simon, you know his uh, line about the saints? What is it? So he's on the air, and he says this, Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. His show is on, and he's one of the great uh, orators. Gotta love the guy. But he claims that the lives of the saints is the current testament that is being written now hmm. that the old testament the mm-hmm. the book of the uh, israelites the jews the new testament with the gospels and saint paul and the apostles writing it he claims that the the lives of the saints are the testament that follows that new testament i love it I and love it. He, he just doesn't spout off by, well, he spouts off, but he always backs it up. Huh? No, that's great because they have been in every generation and every country, culture. Um, yeah, you got to love the lives of the saints. If you are down because of all the bad news out there, pick up the lives of the saints and read about our brothers and sisters in the faith. And I got to say that because uh, a couple episodes ago we had, uh, and I'm not saying our uh, chatter was uh, was a downer, but we got some phone calls when it aired on the weekend. And Tom, what do we do? What do we do here? And um, you know, it was the same thing I talked about in the um, first episode, or first segment. You need to get to confession. You need to be in a state of grace. You need to be going to Sunday mass. If you can't get there, call somebody. If you can get there, still call somebody and take them with you. Mm-hmm. If you can go another day mm-hmm. during the week, do that. Mm-hmm. Receive the Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Pray the rosary daily. Every day. If you're praying the uh, one rosary, pray two. If you're retired or semi-retired, one is not enough. Well, that's a good point. 
That's a good point. I mean, we have to think of when we stand before the Lord, and he says, so after you retired, and you didn't do anything all day. I gave day, you this health. I gave you this time. I gave you those hours. And how how much did you talk to me? Two more things. Eucharistic mm-hmm. adoration. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a chapel, just ask your priest to let you sit in front of the uh, tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And sacred scripture. Yeah. We're not praying enough. Uh, praying is talking to God. Mm-hmm. Reading scripture is letting God talk to us. Exactly. We need to do that. And as I said at the top of the show, this is what we need to do, Colleen. Well, you know it is. And even though the times are really bad, there's a saying that says the times are never so bad that a good person can't live in them. So no matter how bad the times are right now, we look at the news, we look around what's going on, they're never so bad that we can't live in them. We can do all those things you just said confession, mass, adoration, daily rosary, we can we can do all those things. And remember when we were talking, I'm trying to think a month ago who we were talking about, but we, we understood that God made us for a time like this. He didn't just... So whoever is listening, if you feel lonely or you feel despair, you don't know where to turn and what to do, understand perfectly, God puts you here lonely and despairing as you might be in this time and place. He just didn't have a spot somewhere in the Midwest of America in the 21st century, and he thought he'd drop Hilda down here. <laughs> not, not what he, Each of us are here purposefully. Amen. We need to understand what is going on here, so there's no need for um, despair. Not at all. In fact, I kind of think that he puts us exactly in the place and time where we can be the best saint we can be. Exactly. So right now we have an opportunity to get the highest spot in heaven possible for us. Correct. Yeah. Now, but, having you know, the, said that, yeah. if anybody listening feels lonely and, and has despair, call us. Yeah. Absolutely call us. I don't know how they get our phone number but they're calling That's and we're thing. happy to take the call and we're gonna um, a lot of times we're just praying with them on the phone well and you know the other thing besides God picking this time and place for us is he has a purpose for every one of us and I think especially maybe if people are retired they're like I don't have a purpose what's my purpose I'm old I can't do anything oh what a gift everybody has a purpose I don't think the elderly have um, a sense of what a gift they are to all of us. Mm, amen. And they need to pray. Amen. And speaking of that, we're uh, we're up against the time that we got to pray here. This show has uh, just flown by today. It has flown by. And speaking of all those papers on your desk, I see that the Wanderer has uh, Catholic replies. They've got a little quiz section. Well, so, I wish we had time. I know. I'm saying, but thanks for the, all the ammo because we'll be we'll be using these in future. <laughs> Future. we got to figure a way to uh, get the listeners involved with the uh, that questions. Would be fun. That would be fun. Hey, folks, don't forget. We love you. Keep listening. Don't despair. Take these uh, these points to uh, task and, and make a better Catholic culture here in Dubuque. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be. To the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and ever, ever shall, shall be. be world without end. Amen. This is the Chatter Podcast, episode 38. We're recording on the 11th of April, 2022. Tune in again this next week. We love you.